Welcome to the Man Cave. It's the only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except their names. I'm Mandy Fabian. And I'm Mandy Kaplan. Each week, we test the limits of our friendship by arguing over movies, books, the latest trends, and Mandy's horrible taste and thoughts. Grab a couch and let's get to it. What you been up to? What you doing? Oh, I want to talk about the morning show. So (laughs) (laughs) regular listeners will get that. Yeah. Anybody new? Sorry. They they will not. You're welcome, Fandies. It's really a podcast full of private jokes, right? (laughs) We want to be as exclusionary as we can. Oh, we should do that a whole intro just in like, and remember the time with the jeans? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um. I, Jar and I watched a bananas documentary on Netflix. It's a three-part series called uh, The Ultimate Con Man. Oh, gosh. What is what? it called? Uh, first Puppet of all, when you said... Puppet oh. Master, The Ultimate Con Man. Is it wonderful? It's not like... It's, it's no The Jinx, all right? The okay. Jinx is still my favorite moment of television, but... Oh, God. That's... The, yes, absolutely. Right. But this was, it's just, it's interesting yeah. and it's weirdly um, culty. This guy like lies to people. He's like, I'm an MI5 and you need to come with me. And now we're on the run and we're being threatened and you need to steal all this money. And they're like, so I believed him. And it's, that's what fascinates me is like, who believes that? Right. It's yeah. just, but it's like a three part doc series. It's well done. There's a much older gentleman. He's like a silver fox. And he's like a head of Scotland Yard on everything. And I liked him a lot. And it was fun. Oh, well, that's cool. I'm almost fascinated by that because you know I'm such a terrible liar. Mm. The fact that I anybody could... entirely, but go ahead, go ahead. Oh, really? Yes, you're very selective with information you reveal. Well, that's different than lying. <laughs> what is that called? Omission? Yeah, that's retaining privacy. That's different. Mm. No, but I, no, I can't just outright lie. All right. You know, like, no, I can't be like, I was just at my babysitter's house if I was someplace else. Why would you be at your babysitter's house? I don't know, because (laughs) I enjoyed my babysitter's company. The point, (laughs) that's not the point. (laughs) Right. I wasn't, see, I'm a terrible liar. Look at that. I couldn't even make up a good excuse. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to. Now, the fact that I want to lie, that's a totally different, that's a different topic altogether. Um, I I got into uh, Ted Lasso season two. Oh. I went ahead and joined the last wagon. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds painful. I don't know. I'm working on it. Um, What are you thinking? How far? I love it. Yeah. 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 I really, it's, it's, do you watch it? I do. I've seen it all. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did Mm -hmm. you like it? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I, I'm a big fan of the character of Ted Lasso and his approach to life and yeah. his understanding that that people are evil and do wrong, but his unwillingness to go down that road and he you know, he he's just gonna keep yeah. trying to yeah. be right well, I think to that's, do the right thing. I think that's why we're friends. I mean, I think you see those qualities in me and that's why you cherish spending time with me, you know? You're going to think I'm being insincere. 
But you, uh, you're always, I mean, you always see the best in people and you believe the best and you try, like, you have that quality. You're not cynical like I am. Um, and, and yeah, I do think you are, aside, your mustache is not as righteous as Ted Lasso. I'm working on it, though. You are. But I, I, I overplucked when I was a teen. And so now it hasn't filled in. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, I see. Yeah, that's what it is. Good to know. <laughs> um. Yeah, but it's a, I I I've been enjoying a really good time, and but now I need something else. So I I'm excited to actually because I I ended it. You know, Ted, we we did the season finale of season two, which I thought oh. was great. Mm-hmm. So now I'm looking for my next thing, and I which I know you're gonna help me out with. I'm gonna assign something. You are. You know what we haven't checked in on in a while is how oh. is your year of no lying going? Oh, is, is that happening? Yeah, mm. yeah. And honestly, it's great. Do I look fat I mean, in this sweater? <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You have to tell me the um, truth. I, I, well, first of all, I can't see you I, beyond your golden locks that are covering your breasts like the Venus in the half shell, you know? <laughs> but that's what's happening. I don't want to, I'm painting a picture for the fandies. Yeah. Um, let's just say I'm checkering you out in that sweater. Uh-huh. It's a checkerboard pattern, you guys, is what it is. You do not look fat in that sweater. You never look fat. You're mm. not fat. Mm. This when year you look is fat, going I will well. let you know. Yeah, I like this. <laughs> <laughs> but you've been really doing it and honoring it? And- yeah, well, I told you. I, I mean, I read this book or I listened to it. I've listened to it twice and I currently own the book and I'm doing the exercises. Now, I've been told it's not for everyone, but that's fine. Um, See, that's actually fine with me. Like I, I'm, it's called The Way of Integrity by Martha Beck. And I love this book so much. And that was the one that inspired me for my integrity cleanse, right? Mm -hmm. Can you, can you stay true to yourself even when it's going to bother other people, hurt other people, or it might annoy people or, you know, Mm -hmm. so can you, and I have had, I've been in really uncomfortable situations and I have had to honor and speak honestly about, I'm, I made a mistake. I screwed up or I didn't want to do this or I'm not feeling this or I'm going to cancel on this or I have to do this, mm-hmm. you know? You've and, been in situations more uncomfortable than this one right now. <laughs> I find that but hard to believe. you asked me. You asked me how my <laughs> integrity cleanse was going and that's, uh, you know. I did. I'm just being silly. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. No, it's, um, it's so, yeah, it's, it's good. It's, I mean, it's horrible. Like being honest is the worst. You only ever want to tell people what they want to hear and you'd never want to stand up for yourself and you just want to avoid anything that's uncomfortable. But being honest a lot of the time is uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't have an issue with standing up for myself or I certainly I don't have an issue um saying when I'm wrong and I'm sorry. That's not a problem for me. I do have an issue saying you're wrong or you have offended me yes. and you've made a mistake and right? Yes. So is yeah, that me harder? Cuz you when you just summed it up you said I've had to be true to myself and own my mistakes. Yes. But isn't it harder to say, no, you, good sir, you're at fault yes. or you've upset me? I generally, I know this is going to sound really weird. I, I'm not good at that at all. Right. I, because, but the truth is, I also have a kind of a philosophy that like when people do things that are, that are making me get revved up, I like to check in and go, how, what's, what's my side of the street on this? You know what I mean? Like, because sometimes it is my, you know, I don't know, like it's me getting upset about something I don't need to, or that's not the real issue. Right. Mm. 
So I, I use it as sort of investigative work. I very rarely have my feelings so hurt in such a way that I have to be like, hey, you really hurt my feelings. But what I have had to do is know my boundaries ah. and, and, and come really clean about that because I'm learning that I get to make myself feel better, you mm -hmm. know? And then I can understand that if it's a situation or a language that I want to avoid in the future, then I have to have that conversation. But but the first go around, I usually I've just been I'm not good at saying you disappointed me right. or I'm mad at you. No, it's very, very difficult. Yeah. And I don't know what it does unless it's something that is a regular thing that you need to define. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think what I'm getting better at is going, oh, I'm annoyed. So next time, maybe I'll I'll do this differently. But yeah. I so for me, it's more like, no, I can't do that, but thank you, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, or, or great, I'll let you know. Like, I've asked questions I absolutely do not want the answer to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's but hard it's good. and challenging, and the older I get, the better I get at it, but it's incremental yeah. improvement. It's not, it's certainly not like, well, now I just speak my mind all the time, or now I just, yeah. No, I don't know that I'll ever be those people. Like, I know people who really love arguing, right? Yes. And I know we have a whole podcast where we're like, we disagree and we do that fine. But, right. you know, I, I, my, I've avoided confrontation my whole life. So even the fact that I'm willing to say anything remotely, this might be different than what you think and feel mm -hmm. is a huge leap. I mean, and, and, I'm, and it's mostly in my, it's mostly in work. So that's right. kind of fun, actually, because, you know, like... I am a, I'm an independent artist, right? Like, you know, like making a movie. Yeah. And that is terrifying. And I just want to be liked. <laughs> right. But it's not always it, possible. No. And that's, but it's also very freeing to kind of be like, okay, you know what? If I can, if, if I can just hang on and, you know, hang on to this whole not lying and just being honest thing, things are going to be okay. Godspeed. Do you think Matthew McConaughey worries about being liked? <laughs> I don't, which is why I... Okay, so Fandies, we listen to Greenlights, Matthew McConaughey's book. I, you're not pronouncing that right. It's actually pronounced Greenlights! Greenlights. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, I love that audiobook, man. I loved his... I love the prescribe and all his... He yells out things. He's very playful. But yeah, so green lights, green lights. This is his life philosophies. And one of the things I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to go first because I loved it. Dive in. Totally loved it. And one of the things I like about him is he does not, he is so him, so confident. Like he's so himself. He's, he's, he's introspective. He examines things. He doesn't think he's perfect, but he's not uh, letting that like drag him down. You know, he's got this confidence and this clarity and this willingness to act on his own behalf that I, as a person who's never really done that in any authentic way, I envy and I admire it and I find it inspiring. So that was my, that was my uh, takeaway. I am positive that you hated it, but I also am positive that you know that I liked it. <laughs> yeah. You are correct. All right. The Fandies was brought to you by. <laughs> uh, I despised it. It made me deeply uncomfortable. Why? Um, there was something about his energy. First of all, I feel like I could smell his body odor through the audiobook. What? Like he, what does his body odor have to do with anything? He just, um, 
he is not my kind of guy, right? I would not want to go to dinner with him. He, like, listening to him yammer on and on about how brilliant he is made me think of some bad first dates where I was sitting there like, <laughs> get me out of here, you know? And interesting. And so all of his philosophies are like, nothing is ever the truth, but the truth is nothing. That's all he does is like reverse the two words, everything, right? <laughs> the world is upside down, but upside down is not the world. I can, I'm not doing it justice, but like- every, You're just pretty good. He did it for everything, his little isms. And he says he likes bumper stickers. I get it, but enough. He, oh, oh. And then like all his wet dreams and he's like, I saw myself floating down the Amazon river and then I came. <laughs> And it's just like, oh, I just, he grosses me out and he pisses me off and <laughs> I hated it. Who does he think he is telling there was only us like how to live our lives? Oh, well, that's what I mean. I love how confident he is. I mean, he's got, he's, he's gotten some good lessons out of his life and he's sharing them. You don't have to listen to it. Well, you did actually. <laughs> I did. You did. You did have to. So I'm I'm sorry for you for that. Mm -hmm. uh, but the one, the only, I mean, because I really was like checking myself, right? Before I wrecked myself. That's mm. kind of a Makana-ism, isn't it? Sure. Um, there was only one moment where I was like, okay, you lost me. I mean, he what said- What was that because, moment? Well, because he said plenty of things that you could be like, ugh, this guy's so full of himself, right? Ugh, he's talking about himself, right? There's plenty of those moments. But- I don't think that's a character flaw. I enjoy, as long as you're not being cruel or harmful to other people, or you somehow need to think that you're better and, and because you're better, everyone else has to be less than, I don't get that from him. Mm. I get that he likes himself, but I don't get that be, that he thinks everyone else is trash and he's so good. Like, I don't think it's an in comparison thing. Because I don't think he ever looks outside himself. He's so myopic. It's like he just is on his own journey and doesn't really care about other people but he's traveled the world and he's met with these like he went to these tribes and meets people and like i mean he's he's cultured he's introspective but he's also like observed a lot from other people as well he's very very introspective that mm -hmm. is true i'm yes. very introspective i know this is the opposite yeah. of me i'm outrospective <laughs> is that a thing i like, it is now yeah Green light. Um, green light. Oh. Okay. So wait, the moment, the moment that I yeah. was like, I don't like that story was the story when he goes with his brother to the Palm Springs Hotel and they fake that his brother is blind because they brought the black lab. Mm -hmm. They brought their dog along and then the, the hotel manager's like, hey man, you can't bring your dog here. We don't have dogs. And then he's like, well, no, my brother's blind. And then the brother starts fake acting blind. Mm -hmm. That was trashy McTrash. I, I was really offended by that. That was the only part. Only part of the book I liked. No, shut your face. I thought it was charming and funny. I don't you quite did, believe it the way he told it. You did not, Mandy. You did not. I did. <laughs> because the brother gets out of the driver's seat. And the man, and right? And the and Matthew McConaughey's like, that's my brother. What? He's blind. And the Patrick, or isn't his name Patrick? He gets out of the driver's seat. Is it Phil? I don't think his brother, maybe his brother's name is Patrick. Anyway, I don't remember his brother's name. Right. Um, uh, 
no, you can't. I'm a, I'm not a rule breaker. You don't show up at a hotel with a dog and then pretend that you have a disability so that you can take your dog when they have expressly said there's no dogs allowed. That's a that's a shit move. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was just a funny story. I'm not saying I agree with the, uh, <laughs> you know, moral choices they made, but. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, it is funny because that was like, I was like, finally, something I could relate to, like a funny story. Uh, wacky hijinks. I enjoy wacky hijinks. Sure. Yeah. Chicanery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big fan of chicanery. Yeah. Well, you also, I thought of Shonda Rhimes because you also hated her book. Oh, I yeah. hated her book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, and you know, I'm not a fan of the genre of like self-help or philosophy or like, let me tell you how to live or like, like, I just, I don't know. I've got this. I'm good. I don't need yeah, Shonda Rhimes or Matthew McConaughey to tell me how to live. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fine. But I was really horrified by the first half of the book when he's growing up. And it's a very violent situation that he dismisses as boys will be boys. But like, yeah, people are beating the shit out of each other in his home. And it reminded me of all of those awful memoirs. And by awful, I mean, heart wrenching, you know, um, educated Educated. and Mm -hmm. the glass glass castle. Thank you. I was like, not menagerie. I know it's not the glass menagerie, but, (laughs) but also a tragic situation. But yes, right. These awful, awful memoirs. And and the beginning of his life really was akin to that. It was scary as hell. And you were yeah. a man in his father's eyes until you beat up your dad. Like, yes, his father want, wanted to groom them to become animalistic and violent. Yeah. And that made me so deeply uncomfortable. I don't. And I guess because he seems to ascribe to it as well. He seemed to like embrace it and think that was okay and like that's why I am who I am and that's why I'm so awesome and that bugged me it made me very uncomfortable I agree with that like when he punched when he attacked the bouncer for Mm -hmm. putting his hand on his dad's that was also a moment where I was like oh not cool not cool at all and I didn't like the romanticizing of you know now I'm a man in my father's eyes however I am not a boy who was raised in the south right that I knew at the time, you know, obviously different things come to light, but no, <laughs> I mean, I, but that is a culture where that's a thing. And, and I was, I, I agree that like, ugh, oh God, what a terrible toxic masculine role model. Mm-hmm. But, but he also, in addition, tells these like kind of sweet stories about his dad, you know, offering him, you know, guidance, permission, like grace, like being, being kind of a cool dad, like, like present and interested in his son and wanting his son to wanting to give his son the education that he wants and wanting to provide for his family. You know, like there's some, so there, so he, he balances it out. I think, I mean, no, their house was banana pants, Yeah, but they were all those kinds of people. And I don't think it didn't seem to me that he was a, then a person who carried that on. Like he doesn't seem like a violent guy. It was Not just anymore, something that he, but- yeah. A lot of his childhood felt really like uh was didn't he talk about cow tipping and just doing these things that like yeah. I, I he is not an appealing guy to me at all. Yeah. At all. Well, he's just think, a guy. Yeah. I and I think he's <laughs> talented. I I'm not saying like, oh, I don't want to see his movies anymore. I think he's very talented. 
And one, one thing that I loved about the book is his accent work. I thought it was oh my pretty God. good. It was very good. He's very good at doing all those voices. He lived in Australia as a stu- uh, foreign exchange student for like a I year. loved that story. I didn't understand the story, but fine. But his when he started speaking as the Australian host family, I thought he ha- I thought he like pulled in another actor because he did the <laughs> accent so well. And I don't think of Matthew McConaughey as like probably a master of accents, but he did a lot of accents and I thought he was really good at it. Yeah, I thought so too. Which you know, I wouldn't have expected. It, well, it's very funny because you know, I I'm from Austin. He's from Austin, right? My friend Jennifer Russell, actually, and my friend Ricky Close were in school at the School of Film and Television at the University of Texas in Austin with Mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. Apparently, he was never there. (laughs) Which he admits Um, to in the book. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'm saying apparently I learned from the book that he was never actually in class. (laughs) Um, But but so, you know, I, I sort of, I liked him and then... When he, he, when he, what he describes in the book about being like, oh, the rom-com darling and then becoming a little kind of light. He's phoning it in, really. He's Mm -hmm. not doing anything interesting. He was just doing his, doing his rom-com shtick, right? Mm -hmm. And then he gets caught with the the naked bongos and, and, you know, he becomes kind of a joke and a caricature of himself, right? And he's, he won't, they'll pay him $20 million to do a movie or whatever it was, but they don't, they don't take him seriously, Mm -hmm. right? He's, he's become part of the market. It is gutsy to go, I am more than that. That's not, that doesn't fulfill me as a human, as an artist, an innovator, you know, mm-hmm. like to then go, I'm going to step off and I'm not going to be the things that you guys have all said I was. And I, as a person who knew nothing about the inner workings of that, was outside going, Matthew McConaughey's lost his shit. Matthew McConaughey's a joke. Matthew McConaughey's a big stoner. Matthew McConaughey, like, I... You really had a lot to say about Matthew McConaughey 15 years ago? It wasn't me. It was the liberal media, Mandy. (laughs) The the mainstream. The mainstream. No, but they give you a message and you just kind of pick it up. You go like, shirtless Matthew, right? Mm -hmm. And he addresses that in the book. And I thought, well, there you go. Like, I totally... I got all that and I formed an opinion based on that. And then he went away and said, I'm forming a new thing. And he did. Right. But it's not that gutsy when you are a millionaire who could at any point call it, right? At any point, he could have picked up the phone and said, this ain't working. Call Kate Hudson and we're doing how to lose a guy in four days. Like he could have like, there's a safety net there where, right. I mean, like, it's not that gutsy to me. To, oh God! To be really? like, I'm a millionaire movie star. I'm gonna wait and pick a different kind of project. What do you want? Like, you want a Purple Heart? Screw you! I, like, it's not that bold. I think that saying no to work and not working for two years for any actor is a huge move. Because he wasn't getting offered anything else. Nobody would let him make anything else. He was getting offers for the same old, same old, and he was turning it down. He didn't work for two years. That is a long time. And then once he started to dribble back into other people started to see him as different things, then he had the power to say, I'm going to make mud. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But it he was not working. He was done and he was ready to be done if it couldn't be the way the thing that he that he wanted to do. And then on top of it, he also was like, I'm living I'm doing more acting 
than I am living my life. And he stepped away from doing anything because mm -hmm. he wants to be a human being and a father. And I'm like, that is gutsy. I don't know a lot of people who could do that, especially if they have huge success. It's yeah. one thing if you're like getting two auditions a year and you're like, I'm going to quit acting. It's like, mm. right. <laughs> Not a huge sacrifice. Right. That was the, you know, I just, and again, for me, and I know like blah, blah, blah. But truthfully, I have so suffered my whole life being worried about what people thought of me, not feeling like whatever I have to offer is enough, like wanting to figure out how to get accepted and how to make my way in the business that I so admire hearing a perspective of like, I had to decide what I was and then let the universe, like let the world catch up. Mm -hmm. And I know, so that, that, that I marvel at that. And it inspires me. You go, oh, right. That's another option of a way to be. My brain doesn't work that way yet, but like, I'd like to get there. I'm well, going to write a book for you. <laughs> thank you. Those parts of the books, the, the the Hollywood parts of the book were more interesting to me than his wet dreams which he kept talking about. And I like, I, you know, I love it. I do like reading about Hollywood. So I was interested in like, oh, you know, after Dazed and Confused, this is what happened. But I I just think he's, it, it, it's out of touch. He's, he's very, very good looking. So he got his first audition and got, got the part and, got, you know, got offered commercials and got off. Like he's, I don't know that he paid his dues at all. And I find that hard to get behind. Oh. As a dues payer in this business for a long time. Right. Yeah. I don't care yeah. for the, I don't know, it just fell into my lap. I don't, I don't care for that. Yeah. I get that. I understand that. But, you know, even if it falls into your lap, you still have to work at it. It doesn't just, yeah. you know. I'm not accusing like, him of not working or not being, again, <clears throat> I do think he's talented and yeah. I love Giles Byers Club and he deserved the Oscar and, you know, but. Um, yeah. I, I will say I did hate his Oscar speech. I don't remember it. Um, his Oscar speech was like, who do I want to thank? It was something, actually, I didn't reread it, but I, but he, it was something if you like. you could locate it, yeah. he could play it, right? Let's, let's sure. <laughs> And if it does, uh, no, I think he said something about like, my hero is me 10 years from now. And to um, my hero, that's who I chase. Now, when I was 15 years old, I had a very important person in my life come to me and say, who's your hero? And I said, I don't know, I gotta think about that. Give me a couple of weeks. I come back two weeks later, this person comes up and says, who's your hero? I said, I thought about it. You know who it is? I said, it's me in 10 years. <laughs> so I turned 25, 10 years later, that same person comes to me and goes, so are you a hero? And I was like, not even close. No, no, no. She said, why? I said, because my hero is me at 35. So you see, every day, every week, every month, and every year of my life, my hero is always 10 years away. I'm never going to be my hero. I'm not going to attain that. I know I'm not. And that's just fine with me because that keeps me with somebody to keep on chasing. So to any of us, whatever those things are, whatever it is we look up to, whatever it is we look forward to, and whoever it is we're chasing, to that I say amen. To that, I say, all right, all right, all right. And that, I say, just keep living, huh? Thank you. And I love the idea yeah. of I am always evolving. I have, you know, I love that he wrote in his journal, like, in 1991, here are my 10 goals in life, and I'm going to, and this is what I want to do, before he even knew, like, mm -hmm. before he was even aware that he could have any of those things. And they were not, like, make a million dollars. They were, like, have integrity, you know, like, 
have a relationship with my family, have a relationship with God, have like, you know, mm-hmm. always keep living and trying. Like, I don't remember what was on the list, actually, but it was it was very like profound for someone in their 20s, I thought, mm-hmm. you know, that he was like and then win Oscar for best actor. So his speech is a little bit about like it's I'm my own hero. I should thank me. And yeah. I hated it when he did it. But now I understand what he was trying to do. <laughs> Which was kind of like share stuff that worked for him. That's that's what I think. It's like your it's voice harmless. just got so high. <laughs> what your voice got so high? It scared me. <laughs> Sorry, but that's I think that he's just trying to share stuff that's worked for him. And there's people who you know you hear it and you go like, hey, that's that's pretty cool. But you know, it was like a long sermon, and I I am not religious for a reason. <laughs> I don't know how you can bear to be friends with me, but I don't talk about that stuff a lot with you. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I guess that's my omission. Mm-hmm. I really liked the story about, he also tells stories about him failing, right? He gets, when he goes on the set and he is, decides that he did so well with improvising in Dazed and Confused that he is going to go do this movie role and he's not going to look at the script. Right. Because <laughs> he decides... I know this character. And if the script is well written, then whatever I say is going to be what was probably on the page anyway. And if the script isn't well written, then I don't want to follow it. You know, like, so he shows up and it's like lights, camera, getting ready to go. And then he decides, you know what? Hang on a second. I'm just going to look at the script real quick. And he looks and it's a four page monologue and half of it is in Spanish. And he's like, uh, hey, guys, can I get 12 minutes? (laughs) But I did you go watch it? I watched it. That scene. You did? Yeah. And there's like two lines in Spanish. So either he failed at it and they cut it or he was exaggerating greatly, which is my guess. If but, that story is true, they had to cut most of it. Yeah. But he does say like two sentences in Spanish, but it was not uh, oh. what he made it out to be. And he was good in the scene. He's, you know. He was? He was good in the scene. He was good, but. Well, and it I told you I listened to him on that Sway, that podcast Sway, and he's talk he was talking about maybe he'll run for governor. Right. I don't think he is, but right. I, he won me over on that podcast. I like Fine. his, you know, I like his like, hey man, all right, all right. Now I'm an all right, all right, all right fan. That was the other thing too from the I think from the Oscar speech. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I loved it. I loved it. Like, how many man jobs did you love it? I would give it, like, four and a half. Oh, my and I God. Would, and I would I would take away, like, I wanted to recommend this book to people. I It was really fun. I don't think you can, oh, okay, here's my other question. But I want to hear your man jobs first. How many man jobs do you give? I know you're going to look like one. Yeah. What's yeah. your question? <laughs> okay, here's my question. Do you like it when people, you know, share good news? Like, share, like, talk about themselves in a in a great way. Yeah. Then why did that bother you that he's talking about, you know what I mean? Like, because sometimes that can make you uncomfortable if people are too, like, I'm doing great, I'm doing great. Not you personally, but I mean, in general. Right. Some people don't like it when people post on Facebook. They call it, like, humble bragging, and they don't like it when people... It has to be a case-by-case basis. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, uh, you know, as, yeah, I won't go into it, but I think some of the Facebook brags when somebody's like, a dream came true for me today, and I'm really proud... I love yeah. it. And I'm so glad you shared that. But when it's like 
blessed. I booked three jobs today and I have this going on and I have this going on. And then it's, it doesn't feel, it grosses me out. I, well, it makes me envious sometimes. Oh yeah. That's what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to put it on that. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, well, God, I liked it. I get how you could smell the patchouli through the headphones, but you know, I don't, I don't mind a little patchouli. It was like patchouli and sweat and semen. And it was the fact that he wanted to live in a van. I mean, he had me, he had me at the van, you know? But he, I would have, I am a version of Matthew McConaughey. So anyway, uh, well, uh, before we get to, I have a game for you that I think Thank you're going God. to enjoy. Yeah, Thank yeah, yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, before we get there, though, I would like to share with the people that Man Cave is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Pete Wright and music by Ian Post. Green light. We need you. Go we right do. now, wherever you're listening to this and leave us a review uh, yeah. like Nana Frost did this week. And uh, we got a couple of reviews this week and a couple oh, of yeah. five-star ratings. We yeah, love it. Jennifer Carta loved our uh, our uh, Lost Mandy episode. <laughs> the Mandy's talk about the lost daughter. Great. <laughs> so please, please do that. We need all the support we can get. And uh, you can become a Fandy by going to mancave.com slash Fandy. I'm looking at the wrong thing and join our, our <laughs> membership club for five bucks a month. You get bonus content and special surprises. We just recorded a video yeah. for a new Fandy and it's a ton of fun. Join us on discord. Yeah. Yeah. Discord is a discord. Uh, yeah. Well, discord's at yeah. mancave.com slash discord. It's an app. That's like a community channel where everybody can talk to each other. And then also when you become a Fandy, there's a secret members only channel where I think you posted some really nice tickle porn um, after last week's episode. Like you were very, I don't know. They may have taken that down because of, you know, Fandy complaints. Um, And we also have merchandise. We got Man Cave swag. That's uh, really great. I love, I I love, I love my sweatshirt. I've talked about it before. And that's at uh, mancave.com slash merch. So really? All of your dreams can come true. One of us. One of us. <laughs> Join us. Before I'll send you, you a free copy of Green Lights. Green Lights. Before you give me the game, um, I did post in the, the Discord, like, could you direct your significant other in a love yes. scene? Because we were talking about that yeah. uh, in terms of Lost Daughter. And, it, you know, Andy, uh, Andy Nelson posted in there, like, well, I've heard it's so technical and, you know, right. And it takes all the romance out of it, but there's still just that moment of like, okay, now grab her and pull her into you and give her a kiss, even though it's technical. It's like, I don't know. Oh my God. I talked my actor's ear off for an hour before we did a a light makeout scene, like literally not even third base, but I was so worried that everybody was going to feel comfortable and that they knew what the moves were going to be and what moves were okay and what moves weren't. Mm. And even then, you know, when they have to start kissing, I'm like, oh my God, they're kissing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like a giggly school girl. (laughs) Bless your heart. Oh, yeah. Um, All right. You ready? I always, always ready for a game. I, I sort of took a a tool from your toolbox. uh, What did you uh, call me? (laughs) Nice. 
Um, which I'm trying to figure out which, which are you a tool or toolbox? That's a really, we'll that's, never a, know. that's a philosophical question for another day. So here's your game. Ready? It's mm-hmm. McConaughey or McMandahay. Okay. <laughs> Who am I quoting? Some of these are quotes from Mr. McConaughey's wonderful book. Mm-hmm. And some of these are, might be my creation. So gotcha. you are to tell me who said it. Okay, best. my hand is over my buzzer. Okay, ready? Yeah. <laughs> we must be aware of what we, wait, hold on. We must be aware of what we attract in life because it is no accident or coincidence. The spider waits in his web for dinner to come. McCandahay. McMandahay. <laughs> no, that is McConaughey. Oh. <laughs> but, okay, but very good. I don't usually keep score because I'm nice. Uh, but that was a buzzer. Okay. Uh, ready? Yeah. Now, we were so poor, we couldn't jump over a nickel to save a dime. But there was one thing we could pay, and that was attention. That's Mc- McMandahay. All right. That's McMandahay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ready? We all step in shit from time to time. We hit roadblocks. We fuck up. We get fucked. We get sick. We don't get what we want. We cross thousands of could have been betters and wish that wouldn't have happened. Stepping in shit is inevitable. So let's either see it as good luck or figure out how to do it less often. McConaughey. Yeah, I just like that one. So I wrote it down. I had a dream that I couldn't get the shit off my shoes. And it was in like all my dreams. I kept every dream. I was like, wait, now I thought I cleaned off my shoe. No. And then the next day I woke up and we and we got very good news that day. So I think shitty shoes are a very good sign of luck. There. Well, there you go. You did like the book. <laughs> I had a dream last night that I was swimming in an ocean full of dead fish. <gasps> Ew. Yeah. No, I, it wasn't a great dream. I didn't say I had a great dream last right. night. Sounds delicious. I, but you, you tell me what that, let's see what happens today. <laughs> Hasn't been like a good news, but you know, day's not over. All right. right. Ready? Mm-hmm. Me, I have made all A's in the art of living, but I give a damn. And I'll take an experienced C over an ignorant A any day. McCanda, McManda Hay. That's McConaughey. Really? It is. All right, you're you're one for four. Oh. Actually, you're two for four. Okay. Ready? hmm I was down in the rambles, you see. I didn't know whether to check my ass or scratch my watch. I knew I had to get low, make the day, seize the opportunity, and make more of my community so I could know my own impunity. That's McConaughey. You rhymed impunity with community? You're like <laughs> Lynn Mo- manuel Mandy. I'm Amanda. <laughs> Lynn manuel Moran- <laughs> Mc- M- Amanda. <laughs> I like it. We're yeah. doing that. Yeah. Okay. 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 Just That's a few hot. more. Just a few more. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> style is knowing who you are, what you want to say, and not giving a damn. To have style, you have to have these in this order. Knowing who you are is the base that everything else comes from. McConaughey. Yeah, that's McConaughey. And that's a good one. That's why I wanted to. Yeah, that's a particular favorite. All right, ready? Okay. <laughs> See, these are very, I wanted to just show the Fandies how wonderful his book is. Okay. Yeah. Ready? Well, I was busier than, a, oh, sorry. Well, I was busier than a one-legged cat in a sandbox. I knew the only way around those turds was to scrape till I could see the bottom and then see my way out. That's McMandahay. 
Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I was proud of that one. Okay, ready? <laughs> you have to take advantage of the life you were given, not live to take advantage of the given. Say it again. You have to take advantage of the life you were given, not live to take advantage of the giving. That's got to be him because it reverses two words. No, it's me, but I'm really you? good at... Right, at reversing <laughs> the words. Ugh. All right. Sorry, one more. Ready? Mm-hmm. Well, that made about as much sense to me as tits on a bull. So I did not follow this merry man's advice. Instead, I took my own advice, made my own mantra, and threw myself on the ground so I knew I wouldn't miss. That's him. That's me. <gasps> That's fantastic. I think you need to write your own green lights. That was good. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I was very proud of that. Yep. Yeah. I got his style. I really yep. loved it. I listened I, to it. Well, you know who I really love? I really who? love Kristen Bell. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Kristen me too. Bell is in a series that just dropped on Netflix called The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. (laughs) And it is like a mashup of all of those books and movies that we've read, you know, The Girl on the Train and The Woman in the Window. And it's uh, a parody, but also from what I've read, it's actually a mystery. So it's not it's not just like a jokey, scary movie version. You know, it's not like what scary movie mm-hmm. was to scream or not another teen yeah. movie. It's like, actually, you're supposed to be invested. I love wow. her. The trailer has her drinking these massive glasses of red wine filled all the way to the top and dropping a lot of casseroles. And I can't wait. So it is eight episodes. They are 24 minutes. Watch okay. as many as you can for next week. Okay. I'm going to try and get through all eight because I've been excited for this thing for a while. It's great. No. Okay. Great. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm not going to say another word. I'm just going to jump in. I love it. You don't really have a choice. Green light. (laughs) Green light. Green light. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. I'll see you next week. All right. Love ya. I love you. You never say it to me first. And that's that's saying something. I'm awkward with public displays of affection. Well, (laughs) you touch yourself a lot while we record. Does that not count? I know. You're you're welcome. Green light.